Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Doing a fantasy show with us. What's going on, Sirius? 
What's going on, gentlemen? It's a privilege and a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition of the Call of Cookout, man. I swear to goodness, man. I love this time of year. You know, football's in the air. My man T.P. alluded to it yesterday. He mentioned it a minute ago. It kicks off in a short time, man. I think we got eight days away, dog. Eight flipping days away. And this thing goes live, man. Everybody's in their fantasy football draft doing their thing fizzle. The Yankees are trying to give us a false sense of hope. We'll talk about that. Uh, I'll, no, we won't. I'll, I'll love the same for you, man. It, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's going to work. No, we won't. We won't talk about that. We don't We don't care about the Yankees right now. Uh, they're done. We're finished. We're finished with the Yankees. We won't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, though. Good to hear your voice, there. I know you got a, a draft going on. Let me know how that goes, how that's progressing. I'm pretty sure you, you got your, your boards ready and all that good stuff. So, um, And then we do have one more chef. going to bring him in. Uh, everybody knows who it is. The six one five repping, uh, you know, New Orleans. is Mr. Harvey himself, Michael Harvey. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Listen, uh, to Sirius's last comment, there's no hope for the Yankees this year. I'm sorry, um, but we Thank are you. four days. Thank you. That's away. all the Yankee talk we can tolerate for one show. Thank you. We're, we are no four days away from the Seminoles being Tiger Bait in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Watch your mouth. Listen. Fantasy draft last night, eight days away from NFL kicking off. We had week zero last weekend, week one of college football. Things kicking off for real this weekend. Uh, so many good, so many things to be excited about, so many storylines to follow. Let's get to work, gentlemen. Absolutely. Listen, um, I, I, don't, I don't condone that kind of language on my show, talking about my Seminoles like that. I'm telling you, this is going to tomahawk chop. We're going to chop that. That, that LSU Tiger in half. Tell him, come for you. Come for you. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't, we'll, we'll talk a little college football uh, momentarily. But um, I, wa- I want to kick off uh, I want to kick off with um, NFL talk. So we were offline, uh, you know, kind of going through news and notes of the day. And uh, the news that, you know, an article that came out, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo talking about the quarterback in the 49ers situation. Uh, going on in San Francisco, obviously after Trey Lance uh, got traded away from San Francisco to uh, the Dallas Cowboys, which is an oddity in itself. Um, and we talked about that last night on the um, NFL front office show. Great show, uh, and thanks, everybody, for coming out. Sears did a great job hosting, did our first live drive on air. It was a lot of fun. Um, but obviously that the news that came out was that Jimmy Garoppolo came out um, and said that, you know, it's a it's a messy situation in in um in San Francisco. Basically, what he said it, it wasn't messy. He said it was weird, a weird situation. He kind of left it at that. Um, it's been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. I'll just leave it at that. Is basically what he said. Kyle Shanahan uh, came out and said basically, I try not to pay attention to any of those comments. Um, you know, we have to deal with, with people that are here. Basically, taking the high road. Um, but, you know, we want to allude to the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, obviously didn't, uh, wasn't retained by San Francisco, moved on to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, TP's home away from home in Las Vegas. But, you know, commenting about the weird situation in San Francisco. So, TP, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit. I'd love to give you uh, the platform to, to speak on what uh, Jimmy Garoppolo said, and I don't know if you heard uh, Kyle Shanahan's retort, but just the whole overall situation. I mean, it ain't 
too much to go off of and Jimmy's telling the truth until San Francisco can prove that they could win the Super Bowl, what what is normal? They they are really getting rid of quarterbacks that are getting them to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game and get rid of them for no reason. We forget Kaepernick did this. Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. He gets a, a situation that is, is a race issue. He's kneeling. They get rid of him. People are dying in America. And he did something to help us, the people, out. And they said, no, we don't want that here. Got rid of him. Couldn't play football. They blacklisted him all across the board. They didn't want to deal with that race issue. But that's a whole other racial issue for a racial system and a racial sport. I, I don't even want to get into that because I could turn this mother out, MC Hammer. But um, <laughs> outside of that, now looking at Garoppolo's situation, wait, Garoppolo came from New England, has been in a Super Bowl, even though he didn't play, won with Tom Brady, but he has that experience. He gets there. He tears his knee against the Detroit Lions. Go figure. I was watching that game when he tore his knee up, tore his knee up, had to fight his way back, gets these guys to a Super Bowl, and loses this late in the fourth quarter, and then gets them back to another NFC Championship game and loses that game, and I, I really feel like they should have won if, if Tart would have caught that interception on Stafford. That game's over, but um, he literally dropped a punt. That was a punt interception that he dropped, but either here nor there, they get rid of him after all that he's been through, and he's been injured and helped you guys get somewhere, so you try to make Trey Lance a starter, he gets injured, and you get rid of him after investing so much into this guy. It's like, this is weird. Like, what are you looking at? Even though Purdy is good. I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy. Purdy's good. But what if Purdy get hurt again? What, you going to get rid of him and then go with Donald? And Donald is damaged goods to me. I, I I can't stand Sam Donald, period. I'll put that on my own back. I don't have to worry about nobody else agreeing with me or not. So this carousel of quarterbacks that have went through there that they've got rid of, let alone all of the other positions on the defensive side of the ball that got injured, that whole defense has been injured up and down last year, and nobody really they got rid of nobody. They kept all of the star players. Nick Bosa got hurt. Why don't y'all get rid of Nick Bosa then? Like, don't do this to people that are successful in your system and proving it out there. Whether you think he's a game manager, whether he's an elite quarterback or not, he is getting the job done. I, I, I don't. And then, <laughs> out of anybody to respond, the resume that Kyle Shanahan has, Lord of mercy. Okay, so we want to go back to Atlanta, or you want me to tell you how he messed stuff up in San Francisco? So both coasts, he's messing up stuff anyway. So it's weird. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, if it walked like a duck, it quacked like a duck. Guess what? It's a duck. And um, I I I gotta go with Garoppolo. A lot of people just don't like him because he's him. But Garoppolo's done enough work to be able to speak. He can't say nothing to, to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan got the proof that he could win a Super Bowl because he messed up two so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he doesn't deserve not to talk, but, I mean, it's better to say nothing at all if you're just going to allude to something that's it's weird and then leave it at that and not elaborate on it. Well, what's weird about it? Like, because you're not wrong, right? I mean, I go back, TP, we go back, I, and I know Mike and Sirius remember with, like, Jeff Garcia. That was an odd situation. You had Alex Smith took him to a championship game. He was replaced right away by Cop Kaepernick. Kaepernick was, you it's know, like they've had quarterbacks and just easily, weird. you know, discard them. What do you say? This, this is all weird. Everything that you're, you're helping me, this right. is all weird. You're, putting, right. you're building Jenga. Right, right. Jenga. Like, 
No, but what I'm saying is it's like why why come out and say it's weird but then just leave it at that? Like don't say anything. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're not gonna no, he don't elaborate, have to be quiet, explain Barry. yourself. Barry, he, he, huh? he don't have to be quiet, Barry. He don't have to be quiet. No, no I didn't say he has to be quiet. I didn't say I didn't say he has to be quiet, but like Wait, you just said don't no, say I, anything. No, what, what I'm saying is if you're going to sit there and allude to something and then not explain yourself, you, you're better off not saying nothing. Am I wrong? He don't have to say nothing after saying it's weird. We, me and you broke down what we Me and you are football purists. We've been watching this for top to right. bottom. If we watch what San Francisco do, we need San Francisco fans and are agreeing that is weird, but we need him to say more. No, he don't need to. Because you know how I many more cameras and media and everything going to be swallowing that up? That's, he know what he's doing. He's a pro, he been around Tom Brady. Do you know, wait, hold on. Do you know how much people be around Tom Brady? Like, you got to learn from somebody. What's going on? Mm-hmm. He won the Super Bowl with the dude. You you gotta know how media work. He even the Super Bowl at media week where that media is in your face. Even when you pick boogers, even when you go to the car and clean your tires off, they are there. He he know it, and, and it's him. Like mm-hmm. a hundred million dollar quarterback. This dude was messing with a porn star. Like they was all over him. He can't do nothing. What what do you mean? Damn. If he says weird, I feel like that's that's humble enough. Jimmy G, porn star. But I mean that's the thing. But but what I'm saying is it's like if you're gonna come out and say it's weird. What's weird about it? What's weird about it? Like, I, I could say a lot of things weird. Like, but what do I mean? What do you mean it's weird? Explain yourself. I mean, if you're not going to explain yourself, then don't say nothing. That's all. Like, you know, I'm not saying don't say nothing at all. You're not allowed to. I'm saying explain yourself, man. Like, you know, you're going to say what you chest. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I, that's just me. You're going you're gonna to put it out there. Go all the way. You know what I mean? This, this is more the people that look at it like, ooh, ooh, like they they doing the tennis of the conversation. Like, he said that? Oh, well, I think I was – he don't need to say nothing mm-hmm. else. He know until San Francisco could prove that they could bring another Lombardi back, he he's right. Right. He's right, whether people like it or not. And I don't think he need to be mm-hmm. that humble that he he can't say nothing. He can say it's weird to keep it moving. Like, Shanahan can say right. what he want, but shit, everybody knows 28 to 3. That's disgusting. Everybody knows what happened against Kansas City, and they up 10 in the fourth and lost it because mm-hmm. he, he's not managing right. the situation. And he's a quarterback that careers messed up after that. So you mean Matt Ryan was supposed to – I think he should have retired a Falcon. Can't because of that situation. 23 got him out of there. And then Garoppolo's mm-hmm. situation with him losing the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game, they like, we can't win with them. So then they get rid of him. Like, this is all out the hands of Shanahan, bro. Shanahan got dirt on his hands at the end of the day clean it. Or, or better yet, in the yeah. movie Friday, Smokey Mother said, make it enough. Make it enough. This is like, they got you stealing boxes. You know what I'm saying? But, like, whatever. Serious. What do you think about it? I mean, you know, I, we don't have to belabor. We're spending a lot of time. I'd just love to get you, your, your opinion mm-hmm. on it, and then we can, you know, move, move on. You know what? It's funny because when I initially saw – your report, I, I kind of was like, okay, why in the world is Jimmy Garoppolo sounding off? But ultimately, he's mm-hmm. been in the building. He understands how it works. Therefore, I do give some type of credit to what he's saying because he's lived it. He's been there. Mm-hmm. He's done it. So ultimately, I don't like the fact that he came out necessarily and threw his old employer under the bus. However, I can't necessarily discredit what he's saying because he himself has been in that building. 
um, and see mm-hmm. how it's unfolded. So, for you know, we may not like the packaging, the message comes in, you know, it's like this. I mean, I, I've been in church my whole life, you know what I'm saying? And when the pastor gets up there and gives you, gives you something you need to do, you may not like it. You may not, you, you may not like the way he does it, he or she does it, but if it's good for you, um, and if it's right down your road, right down your alley, you got to take your pills and do what you got to do. Um, and for Kyle Shanahan to, to downplay it like that, I, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not too sure what else he's going to do there. I mean, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, you know, there's some weird stuff going on over here. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's right, so he has no choice but to downplay it. Um, and let's also call a spade a spade. This Trey Lance experiment was failed from the moment go. We sat here on this very network and, you know, pretty much dragged San Fran for giving up what they had to give up to go up and get that guy. Um, and mm-hmm. so ultimately um, the, the, the writing's on the wall and the penalty is severe. But, again, I don't discount what Jimmy Garoppolo had to say. TP said this, and, I, and I'll, leave it, I'll leave it alone. You know, he's a, a, a play away from winning the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, that wide receiver, I think it was Goodwin or Emmanuel Sanders. Goodwin or Emmanuel Sanders, I forget, catches that pass in that Super Bowl against Kansas City. They win that ball game. Now, we're going to sit mm-hmm. here and drag Shanahan for – for throwing the ball and, and not running the ball to chew up the clock and this, that, and the third. But the, the the play was called, the play was there to be made, and Jimmy Garoppolo missed, missed, missed the target. I wonder right. if we're still having this conversation if that pass is completed. I wonder if we're still having this conversation in San Francisco um, as crown champion. I wonder if we're still having this conversation if Jimmy Garoppolo is still playing quarterback. I, 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 I dare to say negative to all of the above. So I'll leave it alone with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, the trajectory of the 49ers and Garoppolo's career is, is vastly different. We don't know if he still is injury-prone or not, but I, I would think that they would do anything to try to keep him in the building as their starting quarterback. I mean, to, to your point, though, and, Mike, I'm going to come to you on this, too, is – I like how trade since I would, and I don't, I don't mean to throw your team under the bus, but since the Ricky Williams trade, Mike, right? That giving up your whole draft for one running back. Um, don't cuss me out, right? You now. know, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it to, to throw shade on you, but I mean that's one of the trades that I remember in my lifetime that on draft day that was probably one of the worst decisions. Um, there's probably some others too. Uh, you guys probably remember some more than than I do. Um, but, I mean, how San Francisco gave up picks that turned into, what, J- Waddle, um, Chubb, Br- uh, Bradley Chubb, et cetera, and they don't get any flack for it. Like, And then they trade this guy away for a fourth-round pick, you know what I mean? And, like, they don't get killed for the fact that they made a monumental mistake in drafting this kid, you know what I mean? Like, they, they failed the assignment, so... Um, it's just funny how that whole situation kind of turned on its ear. But, Mike, I mean, I'd love to get your opinion on the whole situation, then we can move on because I wanted to talk. It, it's related with San Francisco, but I, I kind of want to pivot on it. Yeah, so to, to me, a couple of things that were weird is, hey, how they kept trying to move on from this guy, so they trade heaven and earth to move up and take a guy who's had pretty much no 
real Division One experience. He was at North Dakota State, and the only only other quarterback to come out there was Carson Wentz. So let me know how that worked out. Um, so that being said, you know I can't blame them for trying to get a better talent when you look at the kind of money Jimmy G wanted. There's a difference. You don't get rid of Nick Bosa. Uh, even though he got hurt because he's a, a defensive player of the year type candidate. Jimmy G's not that. But he did uh, take these guys to a Super Bowl and to the brink of a Super Bowl another time. Um, and then to me, like, listen, you're one snap away from Sam Darnold playing quarterback. Uh, so I don't understand why they would have moved Trey Lance right here. To me, um, you keep him on the roster – I, you can't tell me that even a year from now you can't get any more than a fourth-round draft pick. You keep him on the roster because he's got a higher upside. We know what Sam Darnell is. We've seen that movie a few times. I have no desire to pop popcorn, go get Sour Patch Kids, anything, and watch that movie again. So uh, looking at this, like, they, they put themselves in a situation that, I mean, you hope it works out, but if it if it doesn't for them, like they put themselves in a bad situation. I, I do not blame them though with the injuries last year and giving Purdy his chance with the run that Purdy went on. I do not blame them for uh, giving him the starting quarterback uh, job or allowing him to come in and compete for that this year. Listen, that's the recipe, right? You get a seventh round draft pick who makes it as a quarterback, and what can you do? You go get McCaffrey. You can work on the rest of your roster because. Unlike most other teams in the NFL, you're not going to pay a ton at the quarterback position. Um, but I've, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is always underappreciated there. I don't blame him for trying to find a better talent, but I do feel like he was always underappreciated there, and he always really kind of pulled that franchise out of the fire. I think that this uh, Lance deal was uh, – I think everything that they did in regards to Trey Lance has been reckless. Uh, They've done a lot of other good things with that franchise and hitting on some draft picks. And so, you know, at at the end of the day, yes, I'd like to see them prove that they can win a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, this team has had a good bit of success over the last few years, and there are a lot of teams that would like to have that kind of success. But I agree with Jimmy G. There's just some weird things going around the quarterback position in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, it, there there is weird things, and like I, you know, we I go back as far as I possibly can, right? You know, um, but you know, it's like they got bailed out, right? They got bailed out by having Purdy, even though Mr. Irrelevant. You know, that's not a guy you're you're, you're drafting to say, oh, that's going to be the future. But I mean, I feel like they got bailed out from a ter- terrible um, decision that they had in getting Trey Lance, and it, it's unfortunate because it's not like he's a bad player, just injuries and all that stuff. And, but it doesn't look like he was a fit in that 49ers offense and Kyle Shanahan's office, offense. And now, you know, here you go. So, right. um, Hey, real quick, if he's not a fit, yeah, if he's not a it. fit, if he's not a fit, that's the coach's fault because he's always been, people have always said Shanahan's an innovative offense in mind and can do all these different things and make different things work. Good coaches tailor their system to fit their players. So if he's not a fit, that's the coach's fault. At the end of the day, I just think this is a guy who had not played a ton of competitive football. I think that he probably – Yeah, I think that's why he wasn't a fit, Mike. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he – the player is the right guy. He's a Kaepernick kind of player, mobile, strong arm, but I don't think he had enough experience, right, to to be able to run an NFL offense. You got to give him time to develop. I mean – Honestly, with as little college experience as he had and where he came from, if you're going to invest as much as you do to take, 
as much as you did to take him, you got to give this guy two or three years to see how much he can really develop because he's not going to be ready. He's not, he, he's not seasoned coming in. So you got to, if you're going to do that much, you got to make it a long-term investment and see it all the way through, not just like give up for a fourth round draft pick a little bit later, because you also got to remember that whatever development progress, whatever development that was going to take place, that schedule has been pushed back due to injuries. Okay, yeah, but so, he, you don't, you're not on a three-year plan to develop a quarterback when you have a ready-made team to, to, to compete for a Super Bowl. You don't have three years to develop a kid. They shouldn't have drafted him. You had a team that was Super Bowl ready, right? And then you, you draft a kid with barely any high school experience, didn't play much college ball, had the COVID year. Then the year after that, they didn't play, right? They, the college he went to didn't, didn't play it during um, – because the COVID, COVID so right. yeah, he had no he had no experience, so they shouldn't have drafted him. To your, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, played, I think you were, you were. So here's my only hiccup in the giddy up, and again, you both make valid points, and, and, and I will say this: we can sit here until we're blue in the face, and you know, mm. say Francisco shouldn't have drafted him. Again, we all agree to that. We can sit here and try to make a case for the fact that we need to give this guy time to develop and time to, to, to figure it out. Again, I'm not of that ballpark, but, again, I see your point. Here is what I understand, and, you know, the Tensico 49ers, they struck gold. They found Brock Purdy, you know, and he managed to win them over. So if you're San Francisco, you have a couple of options, okay? You can either sit here and do this Mick Jagger song and, you know, dog and pony show uh, with a guy you have no intention on ever playing, or you ship him, cut your losses, and move on. And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, we are talking in circles because I think all things about the situation can be true. Was it a bad pick? Yes. Since Trey Lance, you know, been the quarterback of San Francisco? No. Does he need more time Mm -hmm. to develop and grow? Yes. All things can be true. But ultimately, I agree with what San Francisco did based off of the factors at hand. Brock Purdy showed he can do it. He's taken them pretty far. They like what 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 he brings to them. He's significantly cheaper. And they can get rid of the big elephant in the room. So, again, I, I, I see both sides of this, but ultimately San Fran had to do what was best for them in shipping him for, you know, a, a fourth-round draft pick to the Dallas Cowboys is going is to hurt a little bit, especially, like I said earlier, based off what they had to pay to get him. But there was no, there, there was no shot at Trey Lance getting a starting quarterback job back. You know, there, there was no shot at it. So why sit there and, and, and prolong the inevitable and drag this guy's career out? I think the Central Fernandez did him, did him a favor by sending him to Dallas. And, you know, he had the opportunity there to, you know, kind of revitalize his career. Maybe he gets on, catches on with Dallas and, you know, can play Dak Prescott, or maybe he moves on to some other squad. But ultimately the the the, the – the idea of him playing quarterback in San Francisco was long gone. So get him out the building and move on. I mean, you had to move on. I think it's fair for both sides. You know, if you weren't going to, if he wasn't in your plans as a starter, 
definitely wasn't as a backup. I don't think it was an, uh, a, a promotion for Darnold. I think it was more like Lance isn't in our plans. I think it, it was the right move to move on. Should he go to Dallas? <laughs> I don't think so, but you know what? I don't make those decisions. And apparently Jerry Jones is the only one making those decisions in Big D. So call the number is always uh, 929-477-2759. The chef's in the building. Villain, uh, timeless, Mr. Harvey, serious himself. Serious, how's the drop going, serious? You know what? It's going pretty well, man. It's going pretty well. I like how this door is coming. Um, you know, draft number, what number is this? Seven of 13 for me, so. Busy man, but I, like I don't know how he finds the time. How he finds the time. How does he do it? How does he do it? He, he has, he's in all these drafts, and he still has time to harass me every day. It's a blessing, isn't it? <laughs> but, uh, or a no, person, how you look at it. Yeah, you know, well, okay, you know, some people like it. Um, listen, um, so, you know, we're about to start eight days, TP. Eight days. Eight days. But we're start to, about to start the NFL season. Um, but there's a couple notable names that are not in camp right now and looking for some uh, some more bread, looking for that cream, cash rules, um, or cash still rules, scary hours, depending on which, uh, which version you like. I like the original, but, you know, I always was a fan of the cash still rules. But, um, you know, we got we got uh, Nick Bosa, not at camp for the 49ers, right? Uh, more 49er drama. Um, you know, he's not at camp. He, they, the Niners say he won't be traded. But it, a deal doesn't look too close right now, but they're trying to get something done. Um, you got the Chiefs and, and Chris Jones at a stalemate. They look, hope to get him back before um, Thursday's opener against the Lions. Um, you know, you got the dispute. It did, the trade didn't amount, didn't come to pass with Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's on the pup list uh, due to injury, quote-unquote injury. I don't believe he's injured, but, you know, they can't get a deal done. But, I mean, really the two names on the defensive side, Chris Jones and uh, Nick Bosa, TP, um, which one of these guys do you think will get a contract first? And, you know, can which team can't survive without that player on, on the defense? Wait, you, you said – you said San Francisco? Wait, I know you just didn't say San Francisco. Did you just say San Francisco? Wait. Yeah, Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa Nick Bosa. We talking about Nick Bosa? Nick Bo- wait, wait, hold on. Nick Bosa, one of the, if not top three, best defensive players in the league. Wait, are we talking about weird? Huh? Get rid of him, Nate, if I don't want him. This, this, this was wrong with America today. This was wrong with America. And Barry is helping the situation out. And watch the debate about this bull crap. Both of them are in the same situation, Kansas City and uh, San Francisco. I can't take it away from either because Chris Jones is huge. That ain't just like no little player that I can just tuck away. Like, he's awesome. Um, Nick Bosa's name value is is way heavier, though, and and what Nick Bosa's resume looked like at this point. Um, It's incredible. But I think Nick Bosa will get the deal first because San Francisco can't play fire with him. They they can't do that. They, They play with him. As soon as he puts a, a foot outside of Levi Stadium, you're talking about media now. You're talking about teams going crazy now. Boy, they're going to get all the attention they need outside of Jimmy Garoppolo if they play around with Nick Bosa. So play, I don't think they're going to play too long because they know he's the anchor of that defense. I think he's what makes that team go. Nick Bosa is the the engine, period. And I, I think a lot of people wear more 97 jerseys in that building than anything else. So 
they're going to have to get that done to appease him as much as he's done in his career uh, to make me respect him. He made me respect him. I, I mean, I knew what he was coming out of Ohio State, but when he got to the league, it was a different damage. Like, this dude was going absolutely haywire. He he made his brother look non-existent. You don't hear anybody hey. talk about Joey Bosa anymore. So, Nick Bosa is a must. Uh, Chris Jones, I, I, it's tough for me to say this, but he's not the offense. Kansas City's threat to the world is the offense. Chris Jones is a defensive player that can make things happen, but he ain't the one everybody's scared of. Every everybody's scared of Mahomes and Kelsey. That 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 tandem right there is, is what Kansas City stuck off of. So um, I, I think. They both are just as valuable as the other, but I, I think uh, Nick Bosa's seems louder to me. Yeah, I mean, I agree that Nick Bosa is probably going to be the one done before that. I think Chris Jones' impact is a little understated sometimes. I think, obviously, you're right. Mahomes and Kelsey, that offense, they, that, as that offense goes, Kansas City goes, but you could see the impact that they they need a defense, right? They couldn't stop anybody. Uh, they couldn't stop the the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. They can't stop Mahomes. They need they need Mahomes. I mean um, Burrow. I'm sorry. They need Chris Jones on that defense if they're gonna be what they want to be in the playoffs, right? But Nick Bosa, there's numbers, and I, I want to kick it to you guys, uh, serious. There's numbers that not alarming, but I'm just trying to ballpark what he's looking for i mean you got defensive tackles that you know getting 90 million right dexter lawrence and the company got some maggot mega deals uh um williamson uh in new york with the jets he got a a massive deal but you're looking at like aaron donald they're saying he got a he's getting about under 32 million per um you know tj watt fully guaranteed on your team right serious something about 80 million um, mm-hmm. Bosa's getting just under 18 on the last year of his rookie deal. So I would imagine he's going to get at least $30 million a year, maybe for four or five years, at least. Like, we're talking a massive deal that he's looking for and that he rightfully deserves, right? Led the, um, led the league in sacks last year. So, uh, serious, like, where do you think – what numbers do you think – Bosa will come in at, and who, like I said, who do you think is more important, and who's going to get the deal done first? You know, I honestly believe, I'll start with the last question first. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Chris Jones is a little bit more important, if you ask me. Um, No disrespect to to Bosa, but the rest of that team is box office, as, as Stephen A. would always say. Um, you got a a, 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 a a hell of a secondary. You got a hell of a a, 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 a linebacking core. Um, if you're San Francisco, you play in a system that really caters to the the, the team working in tandem. Uh, and so again, I think I, I think Bosa is is the is a straw that kind of stirs the drink, but if you don't have the straw that stirs the drink, the drink is still pretty nasty, if you will. Um, without Chris Jones in that middle, um, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are getting ran on um, pretty consistently and pretty easily. 
Um, gone are the days where you have Ingram all, all along the edge pinning stuff down. Gone are the days where you got the honey badger flying downhill making plays. Um, contrary to popular belief, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs won a lot of games with their offense being able to outscore people, but the flip side of that was their defense was giving up points. Um, right. And their defense was, you know, near the bottom of the league, if you will, and stopping the run. And Chris Jones is a big contributor to them being able to do that. So, um, again, I think both men are very, very important to their respective teams. I think both men need to get a deal done. Um, I do think to TP's point that Bosa will get a deal done first because it seems like that both teams are, uh, excuse me, both parties are looking at getting something done much more quicker than Chris Jones. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. He said he don't he doesn't, he doesn't care. He'll hustle out the eight games, you know, take whatever fine and, and show back up to a cruel season. So he seems like he's playing the long game, if you will. Um, and so I think that Bosa will get done quicker. To answer the first part of your question, um, I think if he's anywhere 45, 50 range, I think that may get it done. Um, again, I don't think he's really trying to reset the market. I don't think he's really trying to do anything outrageous. But like we've talked about with the running backs so many times on this network and other shows, um, these, these these players want to get their just due. And, again, Bosa is a guy who's battled injury time and time again. Um, so, you know, I hope the 49ers aren't using that as a reason to not pay him. But, again, I, mm-hmm. I think Bosa gets his deal done first because, again, Chris Jones and Kansas City are light years apart. I mean, he's young. He's a stud. He makes that defense go, Bosa, right? Um you know, he had the injury, but, you know, you could see the impact of him not be, when he was not on the defense and when he's there, he makes that defense elite. So, um, you know, it, it behooves him. But, yeah, I, I agree with Chris Jones, man. Like, he – Kansas City doesn't have a lot of defenders, and he's their best one, right? They, the, they could have lost that game to the Bills a couple of years ago in the playoffs because they couldn't stop uh, Josh Allen, right, and, and, and Joe Burrow you know, could have their way with that defense to playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. But both guys are definitely deserving of the money. And both hasn't been there since uh, camp opened, right? He came in, reported, but then he's been holed out, I think it was. So, um, you know, we'll see how that we'll see how that, how that that plays. Mike, what do you think about these two defenders, elite defenders, some of the best in the league? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're in that NFL top ten, right, uh, for the 100 players in the league. So, who do you think gets the deal done? Who who gets there first? And who, who's, who 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 needs one uh, each defender more? I think they both both teams desperately need these guys for what they do. Uh, Bosa with the pass rush, I think they're a little closer because I think they have been talking some, and I think also once again San Francisco, uh, you know they got to pay McCaffrey. They've had a other, couple other people to pay, but once again rookie quarterback. Uh, or second-year quarterback, but seventh-round pick. So there's a little bit more money freed up. Uh, so they can sign Bosa. Uh, this needs to have been done yesterday. Shame on them for letting this drag out. I mean, this is a guy yeah. that, you know, we talked a lot about being the best uh, defensive MVP last year, right? Um, what a season he had. And, I mean, listen, uh, he 
you know, he's the kind of player um, that keeps quarterbacks up at night. Chris Jones is probably the second most disruptive force in the middle of a defensive line in this league. Uh, he's probably the best defensive tackle not named Aaron Donald. Um, they are far apart. And listen, he's from Mississippi. It don't cost a lot to live down there, so he could dig his heels in uh, for a while. Uh, but I just think for different reasons, uh, they're both extremely impactful. I agree that, you know, the thing that separates Kansas City is its defense, but, I mean, is its offense. But that being said, uh, this team was getting gassed early on last year. Once you finally got Chris Jones back and in the middle of that defense, uh, that made a big difference for them being able to get a few stops, you know, when they needed them. So just, I mean, I think it's both critical. I think Bosa gets his done first. Um, And I think that obviously these two guys are the most impactful guys on their teams on the defensive side of the ball. And so if, either one of these teams want to uh, reach their ceiling as a team, you got to figure out a way to get this done for both of them. I don't think Kansas City makes it back to a Super Bowl in a loaded AFC if they don't get Chris Jones worked out. And I'm not sure that they will anyway, but I I definitely don't think San Francisco uh, makes a Super Bowl without Bosa. So um, go ahead. Keep playing around with these star players and not paying them if you want to. Uh, But it's going to be at your own peril. And then at the end of the day – you know, you can't blame the head coach necessarily um, if this doesn't get taken care of. This is front office, this is management, and this needs to be done. Otherwise, uh, you're wasting a year and you're wasting your money on these other players. And and so you, you've got to get your stars, uh, in, you know, in the fold and in the building and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why it's been dragging out this long. I, I, you got to get this deal done. You just got to get it done. Um, timeless. What what numbers do you think Bosa or, or Chris Jones can get? Either, you know, full life of the contract or annually. You know, like I said, you know, Donald, uh, at Sam Don, uh, Aaron Donald is like about thirty two million per year. It seems to be, you know, this <laughs> where they're going to try to end up. I mean, but where do you think realistically these two guys can can command for a contract? Um, it's tough because whoever goes first is going to end up being the low man out. And I right, think they right. might be playing hardball, uh, waiting for Chris Jones to get signed so they can take care of Bosa. But if, if San Francisco was smart, I, I set the bar real high for Nick Bosa then make them already have to count their chickens in Kansas City. Like mess up right. stuff in Kansas City. Kansas City got so much good stuff going on out there. Make them have to choose to you know, be at the bar or lower or start to mess stuff up in the future. Um, but def- Nick Bosa is worth every penny that they're going to throw to him. Um, he got an ending that won't quit. If if, if, if he's the, the next uh, Aaron Donald, like you mentioned, and like one of those offensive linemen that just, you know, you can't block him all the time. Like it, it, the way that he attacks his offensive line is just incredible. And, and so many different moves to get to the quarterback and, um, He's still young. He's in his 20s. He at least got a solid eight, ten years in him. So um, I think it's going to be like a seven to ten year deal that they could mess around with him, man. If he could keep that that body that way and um, try to stay away from that injury bug as much as possible, that's the only thing that messes with the Bosa brothers, both of them, Nick and Joey. Both of these dudes get injured. 
Um, that's the one thing I know San Francisco is going to look at, but there's no way they can lowball them because if they do, Big Bosa is smart enough to say no and wait for his turn to walk away. So um, San Francisco got some uh, work to do. York and, and Lynch, all of them, they got to put their uh, heads together to make this thing work out as soon as possible because they don't want to be under the gun with, uh, how do I say, eight? So with eight to 11 days to start the season and, and have this lingering. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't mind if I'm San Francisco in contempt to at least seven years because I don't. I would want, even though the injury is there, he's such a talented player. Like, I have to lock him up and don't let him get back on the market because he, that $30 million can turn into 40 pretty soon, right? You know, lock him up, guarantee what you need to, kick the can down the road if you need to extend him, but – Definitely, he's going to set the mark. You just need to kind of eat it and, and go forth. And like Sirius said, pointedly so, you got Purdy on a really low deal. This is the time to pay him, right? This is the time to give him that type of money. So, um, and, and pay your guys. You got to pay him. You know, Sam, you got his money. So, you know, both is next. And, and I don't know why it's been taking this long, but it, it's got to get done. So, um, yeah. I mean, honestly. You know, I, I also wanted to kind of hit on, uh, you know, some of the – we talked about it a little bit yesterday. We kind of focused on our teams yesterday with the cuts. But, I mean, guys that, you know, are out on the market, um, interesting names that could probably get signed before the season starts in a week. Um, you know, there's some names out there, right? You know, Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette still aren't signed. James Robinson got cut. Melvin Gordon – he got cut. That's an interesting name. You know, Denzel Mims and Jamison Crowder are some names. But you, you got some, like, veteran receivers, too, like Landry. <laughs> Your boy Kenny Galladay is still looking for a team. Uh, Sammy Watkins is looking for a team. Um, you know, there, there's a couple names out there. O.J. Howard at the tight end position that, you know, could be looking for a name. Even, even looking for a team. Even uh, Colt McCoy, um, you know, the Cardinals in full tank mode. Uh, for Caleb Williams. So, I mean, TP, is there anybody that you think will definitely get signed before the um, the season gets underway next week? I did not pay attention to one of the names that you said. Kareem Hunt is still out there on the market? Yeah. Last I checked, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, Kareem, Kareem's still out there. He's he's still looking for a he's job. Getting a he's job. out there. He's getting a job. He's out there. Lenny Fournette still out there? Yeah, but Lenny Fournette fell apart. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see anybody rushing to get Fournette, but he'll get picked up too. But Kareem Hunt, the way that he's been going off in uh, Cleveland, and um, nobody's picking him up. Detroit could get him, especially with a, a pass run offense like that too. Just, just looking at situations across the league where this is now turned into a passing offense uh, type mm-hmm. of caliber league, and he's that type of running back that fits those systems. Um, I don't think he's going to sit out there too long. Leonard Fournette got some uh, points to prove to get out there. But um, the Denzel Mims situation, like you mentioned, in Detroit, if he didn't get injured, I think he'd have probably been on the roster. Kenny Galladay, uh, New York Giants, thanks. Thanks a lot for uh, appeasing him and mm-hmm. taking him off our hands because now nobody wants him. And now they're talking about trying to bring him back. No, you could stay right there in East Rutherford, New Jersey, <laughs> with Barry and, Barry and his friends. You could do that. Do that. Stay right there with the Smurfs. And um, No, we didn't play we're not claiming. <laughs> the what? Excuse me? What you mean? We're not claiming them. We're not claiming them. We got rid of him. We're paying them. We're paying to stay home. Oh, y'all. 
y'all was happy when y'all got them at first. So y'all took it with Detroit. Oh yeah, we got Kenny Galladay. Look, just now look. I know. Look, look, I know. That's and the words are sending up things that make you go. Hmm. So um, there's a lot of players out there that can't make things happen, but I think between like uh, Kareem Hunt for sure. I think Mims will get another mm-hmm. shot because I think the Patriots were looking at him and uh, the Cowboys wanted him too. So he may get another shot depending on how his his leg holds up because he's injured. Um, I don't, I don't know who messes with Fortnite unless they really need like a, a one yard specialist. He's not a, a a bell cow anymore. He used to be. Where I, I, it's going to take a, a valuable team to use him as their you know, third down back, you know, goal line type running back. I think that's what Leonard Fournette has left of him. So, uh, but it, it's going to be interesting to see who, who goes where and what. But I think definitely top of the list for me, I didn't know that he was still available. Kareem Hunt, uh, for sure, <laughs> he should be getting picked up any day now. Yeah, he met with the Vikings, um, you know, in the off season, but they couldn't get a, get a deal done. I would think the Vikings would revisit that too. I agree with you. I think Hunt – um, it, he fits a lot of teams um, if you need, like, a, a second guy. Because most teams, you know, dual back backfield threat is, is the way to go. So I think a lot of teams, maybe even your um, your Saints, um, Mike, until, you know, they get Kamara back. But I think Minnesota is a logical fit for Hunt. This is, but there's other teams, right? Yeah. Mike, I mean, who, I what, that... what name do you see that, out there that could definitely get scooped up before the season starts? Yeah, I think the Saints kicked the tires on Hunt. Maybe they were a little bit far apart, and then they, uh, you know, then they realized Miller was healthier than they thought, the rookie from uh, TCU. So, uh, you know, yeah, he was able yeah. to come back. And then when you get that suspension, you know, the um, the Saints dropped Jalen Smith, but then they got him back on the practice squad uh, because they really liked what they got from him. And so he was a guy that I, I was impressed with what I with what he flashed in the preseason. If they had not been able to bring him back, he's a guy that I thought would have uh, had a job somewhere. Uh, like you said, Kareem Hunt definitely jumps out to me. I also think, uh, you know, if you're just talking about short yardage, you could probably have Daryl Williams, who's been in Kansas City the last few years for much cheaper. Another guy that I thought was interesting was Bradley Roby from the Saints, who they let go yesterday uh, because they believe yeah. in their young corners. You know, he's a guy that they gave up a third-round pick for from Houston. Uh, he's pretty much a slot defender, though, not really a guy that's going to do a ton on the outside. Uh, but Bradley Roby's a guy that I think can help a defensive backfield as well. So, uh, New Orleans, there's there's a few different guys. I, you know, I think what's been really interesting to me, uh, Barry, is how many teams uh, on their original 53 let go of their third quarterback. And then they were able to mm-hmm. reach them to practice squads or whatever, but you know, they tried to exercise that one rule. So each team had the ability to have like an emergency quarterback, you know, on game days or whatever. Uh, but most of these teams didn't want to play that game. And they, you know, the Saints were one of the few that, that did play this game, but they let go of their, a, a lot of teams, you know, the Patriots did it with uh, Bailey Zappi and now they got him back. Uh, so a few teams did that with that third quarterback and just let him go until they only carried two and expose that that third quarterback to, you know, waivers. So uh, there's there's definitely a, a few guys out there, but Kareem Hunt's the one to me that, that that's still I, I can't believe he's not on the team somewhere. Uh, you know, you mentioned I think it's 
that's you required Colt McCoy too. too. I think Col- I think Col- I, yeah. I said this to the group earlier. I think Colt McCoy uh, would be a good fit in a place like Chicago, who has a set starter, um, and but just needs like maybe a veteran guy to come in as a backup, a guy that you hope doesn't necessarily see the field, but understands the game enough to where maybe, you know, as an extra kind of person, he can help, uh, you know, that, that start, that young starter develop. Uh, and so I, I feel like there's probably a team for him, but uh, Kareem Hunt's one of the biggest difference makers out of all the guys you listed. Coy, they thought he was good enough to not keep in Arizona because they, he messed around and win a game or two and then ruin their chances for Caleb Williams, Williams, right? So um, that's that's something interesting. I mean, there's a couple pass rushers out there, name-wise, that you would think of. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, you know, he played last year what, in, um, in uh, Baltimore, I think it was, on a one-year deal. And then uh, Melvin Ingram, who, you know, just can't stay healthy. But, I mean, there's, there's teams, like, listen, we're, we're talking about the Niners and, and the Chiefs, right? They could use a pass rusher until, you know, Jones and Bosa are in the building. I would I would take a flyer on Dunlap if I were the Chiefs, right? Um, so there's a couple – and Roby's a good, interesting name. You, you talked about the Saints cut him. Um, I know, you know, you can never have enough cornerback depth. I don't think he'll be on the market for very long. It's just depending on, you know, health. I know Denzel Ward um, is in concussion protocol. In 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 uh, Cleveland, I heard about that. So you know that's a possible landing spot. Um, but yeah, you know there's definitely teams that can use their services. Uh, serious, like what of those names? Like uh, who do you think will get scooped up first, and who who could use the the that help with any of those guys we talked about? You know, honestly, I, I think Kareem Hunt. His name comes to mind, obviously, um, as a running back who. Um, has had, you know, a nice little career um, after his mishap, and I think he'd be able to come in to a situation um, and make an immediate impact. Um, I think ultimately, um, outside of that, I'm not too sure. I mean, again, these these are all tire kicks, if you will. These are all guys who um, may have to wait for an injury or something of that nature before their their their, their number gets called. Um, I am for one shocked that uh, again Kareem Hunt hasn't got a job. But the thing is with Colt McCoy is this like I, I think bringing him in, um, he's not expected to be a starter. And I think you hit the nail on the head. But I'll actually want to pose this. Um, let's say the Arizona Cardinals do win. Uh, the lottery, if you will, and they have the worst record in football, and Kyler mm-hmm. Murray comes back. Are we for sure they were going to go after Caleb Williams after paying Kyler Murray what they had to pay him? Or is there somebody else that the Arizona Cardinals can potentially go out and grab? Um, no question. And Lewis no question. No question. No question. If 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 Ky, if Kyler come back, no question. Caleb is going to Arizona. It don't matter if he come back or not. I don't care if he jump from the one yard line to the end zone. Kyler Murray's career is about to be done in Arizona. He's about to be completely finished. Completely finished. Because he's, he's still, he's still got he still got value, right, TP? You think he's still got value coming off the injury? You could trade him. 
or they can make him look like Cordell Stewart. That's about the last little bit of value he got. He's been injured the majority of his career. Almost, and he played. Right. Not he hurt, he hurt. No, that make him uh, slash uh, Mary. That's his new nickname, Slash Mary. That's a, you gonna get him out of that quarterback position and let him do other things. He he's not an NFL quarterback. They holding that spot for Caleb. That's that's Caleb's spot. You could tell Barry. They got rid of everything possible to make sure that they lose out. Everything. Right. Isaiah Simmons. They right. got. Instead of Colt McCoy, who was the only quarterback with with experience, and they said, Dobbs, you're going to start with, let's just say, nine days of experience. Get, get out of here. Get, they are letting you know we are getting a quarterback and we'll lose by any means necessary. Um, the NFL need to investigate them. If they did it to um, – Say it again. Say it again. What, what's my man uh-huh. name from um, – well, if they did it to Brian Flores from the Steelers when uh-huh. he went to Miami, if they did that to him, Put him in all type of melee. Y'all better do the same thing to Arizona. They don't don't get the duck no bullet. They ain't Neo at all. Listen, tear their head off too. Everybody get it. Say it again, TP. They need. I I feel like sometimes I feel like the NFL. They need to start thinking like the NBA and you know not rewarding teams for tanking. Even though we don't think NFL teams tank and they don't throw games. You know, we had a couple coaches the last few years not, you know, you know, like the, te- the Texans win games. Though. Yeah, but this is like – this is this is something different. Like, you're really starting the season with Josh Dobbs, like Joshua Dobbs as your quarterback, you know what I mean? And you got nobody to throw to, barely. You know what I mean? Like, you know, TP, you're right. Like, out of nowhere. Something needs to be done. Him out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This guy couldn't couldn't hold a backup job. Like, like like I um you know as much as I don't want to admit it, I got to because I'm a diehard fan of my team. I went through that. I went through 0 and 16. I've seen how bad seasons can get. You they not mm-hmm. even thinking of like kid that's like nine years old in fourth grade that's a Cardinal fan living out of Glendale. And his team is going to be garbage because you guys can't manage this right. Like you got to think about the people that are actually coming in there to spend that money to come watch you guys. And they don't. I bet you that toast to be empty almost every other Sunday when they're in there. That's disgusting. That this is how bad that this team has gotten. Let alone they holding so much value to Kyler Murray and Kyler don't want to be there neither. Kyler was actually cursing the coach out last year or when the last time he was on the field. Y'all remember? It's so much melee going on in Arizona. That's that's disgusting. They need to investigate this badly. I'm talking about from top to bottom, not just the players, not the coaches. Everywhere, that whole front office, the NFL need to get involved, man, because this is that's bad. I I do think about young fans and, and things of that nature, people that want to see their team win, paint their faces, and go in there and, and root for their team just because they diehard fans and can't do nothing because the team is garbage. Like, no, don't do that. That's horrible. They need, man, please. I can empty out the clip on them for real. I'm not playing. I mean, I I can't agree more. I mean, I feel like. Kyler Murray, he got his money. That's what he wanted, but um, it was an ugly situation to get there with the whole contract um, clauses that he had in there, the study and all that stuff, and not to this. Like, you know, this Cardinal team, they 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 were, you know, on the way to, to the promised land, it felt like, and now they just, they're just they back to being garbage. I mean, anybody chime in. Because it's 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 a ridiculous situation that's going on. Kyler should go play for the Angels. I mean, the, the uh, Oakland Athletics. He because that's what the baseball team that drafted him. He's better off going playing baseball than to put up with this crap. Well, I mean, ultimately, I think you know at the end of the day that the Arizona Cardinals. I agree with what everybody's saying. 
um, they're going to investigate Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins and, and, and do all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think this is clear taking. Clear. I mean, they're, 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 they're not even hiding it at this point. Um, I, I, I still think, you know, Caleb Williams is, is, is probably going to end up being the pick there. But if I'm Kyler Murray, why rush yourself back? Why? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, you're rehabbing an injury. Um, a team is, you know, projected to win north of, you know, you know, four and a half games, if you will. Um, why, why, why wash yourself back? Um, it, it's an unfortunate situation. I, I'm a big Kyler Murray fan, but the, the, the Cardinals are a joke. They're a laughing stock. Um, and uh, unfortunately, this entire season is going to end up. Yeah, I, I, Mike, you got any opinion on it? Because it's, it's just, it, it's, it, it's a, I agree with you, TP. It's unfortunate for the fans to have to sit through it. You know, I've seen, I've sat through some bad seasons in, with the Giants, and I know you had one of the worst seasons, uh, TP, with the Lions 0-16. It's not fun. It's not fun as a player. You know, we, we've been on losing teams, TP. It's not fun fans to watch it. It's not – it's just – it's ridiculous. It's, it's just a ridiculous situation. Now, I think that uh, Kyler Murray is going to be a Raider in a year, maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, they got, they got Garoppolo. I mean, now part of this is Murray, too. You know, this team was you know, a playoff team a couple of years ago, started real hot. You know, he had a reputation for not getting in his playbook and doing the stuff that uh, that he is supposed to do. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but they did, this franchise did invest in him, and it looks like, once again, another empty investment, um, like an, a more wasted money in the NFL. But I definitely agree. Uh, now, Flores, you know, of course, got ostracized because he did not want to tank when they asked him to. So, but, yeah, if you're going to investigate Miami and this whole tank for Tua, uh, let's investigate Arizona, too. Um, and let's, uh, let's hold their feet to the fire, too, because you just got a guy who was signed off the streets last year who couldn't win, uh, filled in for Tennessee last year, and who lost the uh, starting the backup quarterback job in Cleveland to a rookie who's a talented rookie. No, don't get me wrong. But he couldn't be the backup in Cleveland. And now you're going to run him out as your starter. Uh, so, yeah, miss me with this I'm trying to win and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you, you know, it, it's things like this that, that you know, make me wish. And, and there's no way we can do it. But I think about how, you know, uh, European soccer and certain things, if you finish at a certain level, then you got to drop down to a different division. Uh, next year, you don't even get to compete, you know, for the main title or whatever. And I feel like that's yeah. something that uh, I feel like that's something that should happen to Arizona. Uh, it should have happened to Miami if they were going to tank like that. Like, I feel like you know, like you need to prove to us that you're trying to win before you even get a right to compete for the Lombardi. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you're not actively telling people to, to tank, but you're definitely not giving them the tools to win, right? Like. Uh, one of my, my favorite coaches of all time, Bill Parcells, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you got to let me, 
you gonna make me cook the meal, you gotta let me shop for the groceries. You're not even giving them the groceries, man. You give, you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like, what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season in Arizona. Believe you me. Um, yeah, call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Bill in here. TP Timeless, Aaron Sirius Simmons, Mr. Harvey himself on the call is cookout. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, PHI Apparel. Uh, you know, paying the bills. Use that promo code Chef. Get 15% off that order. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, listen, um, speaking of Caleb Williams, you know, he had his uh, debut last week against San, San Jose State. Um, you know, nothing, nothing major. What, four touchdowns? Um, in the opener, nothing major. Another day at the office. Yeah, two seventy, two seventy-eight. Nothing, nothing major. Um, I, I didn't like the, you know, I don't know about their defense though in USC. I don't know if they're ever going to play defense enough, but um, we'll see. But definitely want to preview kind of um, the football season. But um, right, so TP, let, I'll take it. We, I don't want. We could do however we want to do it, but I, I definitely want to think. Who are the four teams that you see in the college playoff this year? And is there two teams that you think can challenge your your four teams, right? And then, honestly, like, does the SEC get those two teams this year, right? You know, they always get the, the Georgia-Alabama combo. Does that happen this year? Or is there a dark horse? Like, how do you see this college playoff thing working out this year, bro? Um, That's an interesting question. Georgia, Michigan, um, it's tough for these next two. Georgia, Michigan, mm-hmm. I really don't think Alabama going to get back there, man. I feel like they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, Georgia, Michigan right now, yeah, I, I still won't believe in anything out of the Pac-12. Too. Just like you said with the Pac-12, uh, when are they going to play defense? You put that on USC. That's the whole conference. That's why they're <laughs> suffering. The whole conference is right. suffering. Um, dog, Garnet, um, Clemson. Let me get Clemson in there. I still feel like they're going to be a riot in the ACC. Um, okay. Who's the fourth one? I got to get a fourth one. Oh, this is real tough. I, you know what? I'll put USC because they get to run the rampant out there. They get to go crazy out there on that uh, – schedule. I don't think nobody's going to stop them out there, especially with it wide open. Um, I go USC, but USC can be stopped. I believe they can be stopped, but Caleb Williams is a monster at a quarterback position. Um, Clemson, they have to figure themselves out after they lost their quarterback. Uh, DJ has left, uh, so they are, you know, going with another quarterback at this point in time, so we'll see if they can still keep it, because that's the one thing about Clemson, they know how to reload as, as quick as quick as possible. So I, I definitely don't think they're out of the water. Georgia is the chance to beat them, man. You got to beat them. Um, I want to see uh, if Stetson Bennett had it easy or not, but they still got Bowers. That did that. That's who I wanted to tie that position. But we got Laporta, man. But that kid is going to be a stud when he gets to the league. Um, mm. And they still got defensive presence as well. And uh, Michigan, I mean, until somebody could tell me. If it ain't Michigan or Ohio State running a Big Ten, who's going to stop those two? I mean, Penn State makes it interesting until they run into a big game and then fall. But other than that, it's, it's, it's always Michigan or Ohio State, and it's going to be one team out of the Big Ten that, 
you know, always takes it. I think Michigan is still that good, even with the three-game situation in front of hardballs, like he's missing against, uh, you know, the Powder Puff Girls and, and uh, Pokemon and what's the other one? I don't know, but they're all cartoon games. It ain't even it's a game. Dragon that Ball Z. They're Ohio yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball yeah. with, with no go with no go no Goku no Gohan P- uh, Piccolo at quarterback that that's what's happening so that that's how I see the situation in Michigan going down. TP, I'll double click on you real quick. What team do you think needs that twelve team playoff the most this year? You know, it's not going to be a twelve team playoff. It's only four. Who who would need who needs it the most because they're on the outside looking in. Wow, you're loading them up with me today. Um, <laughs> geez, it's going to be like an SEC team. Yep, yep. Tennessee, maybe. I think Tennessee might be That's one because LSU is going to look good this year. Um, mm-hmm. Alabama, they wouldn't need 12. If it was 12, Alabama gets it comfortably. Even if they lose a the game, they get in. So it's like, it has to be a team that will have a two-loss two season and it's like they're sweating to get in. So I, I feel like a Tennessee would be that, you know. Right. I go with Tennessee. I, I feel like it's Florida State, TP, because I feel like I feel like they can beat LSU, but if they lose that game, I think they're automatically out. Because then they have Clemson pretty early, too. They could be, a, like you said, a two-loss team, potentially, maybe not even make it to the ACC championship game done right so like a two-loss team like them desperately needs that 12-team playoff to get in well, like, yeah. who, who do you yeah go ahead tv no i'm saying well yeah i get you with the two losses because uh lsu is going to smack the crap out of um florida state but i think that florida state could put up a good fight up against clemson that could be an mm-hmm. interesting one to see if florida state could turn the tide in that situation but i think they would be fine for the 12-teamer that's why I didn't say Florida right. State because Florida State's going to be good. But I think uh, Brian Kelly, this is the season that he has to prove it. He has to prove it. Yeah. All of the stuff that he's going yeah. through and stuff, like if he loses this game out the gate again, like huh, there's, there's going to be hella high water down there in Baton Rouge. So um, I, I feel I sorry for you, Barry. This, 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 this could get ugly uh, real fast uh, messing with them Tigers, man. It, and they, they've been down for a little bit, man. As, as much as they had all of this talent and they haven't been able to swim the right way, they're going to be swimming down there in that swamp pretty soon. So it, it, it could get ugly. Um, Bubba Sparks. <laughs> I, I, mean, I love that song. Yeah, I mean, I think Notre Dame's another team that needs to play off too because they just don't have a conference championship to, to sneak in. They just, you know what I mean? They lose a game and they're done. So Mike, guy, who so who Mike, who is your four team, right? Who's on the outside looking in? And then I'll I'll add that number I'll double click on that too. What team out there do you think desperately needs that twelve team playoff to make a run at a championship? So watch this game this weekend with Florida State. Because if for some reason Florida State could somehow find a way to win this game, then they could split with Clemson and go as long as they win the right one, they could go eleven and one, yeah. and still twelve and one or whatever, and still make it. This is a this is huge, huge, huge for Florida State. Uh, it's big for LSU yep. as well. I, I don't think, uh, you know, listen. Last year, that nobody expected LSU to go to do as well as they did uh, in the regular season, especially after losing that opening game. So uh, Kelly's been telling everybody he's a year away, but I think this team's going to be pretty good. 
uh, this year. I think you have to count Georgia and Michigan. And I think that, I, you know, when, when USC gives up 28 points to San Jose State, uh, mm-hmm. it, to me, it, it, I, I don't believe you. It's hard to take you serious. Now, maybe they just didn't show a lot or, you know, they put a lot of guys on the, on the field or whatever. But 28 points to San Jose State, uh, that doesn't impress me. You know, you want to impress me, take the wheel for a little while, as Eddie Murphy, as Eddie Murphy told Stevie Wonder back in the day. But no, like uh, to me, like so, I think Georgia, I think Michigan, I think that if you have an undefeated team or a very impressive one-loss team from the ACC, I think you got a shot. Uh, a lot of people are drinking the Texas Kool Aid. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. They could even beat Alabama week two, and still not. Uh, to me, you got to show me. In 30 years, Texas has been like seven, has the seventh best winning percentage in the Big 12, and you're supposed to be big bad. Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, get out of here with that. So you got to prove it to me. They they have the pieces, but we'll see. I think Georgia, Michigan, either Ohio State or Penn State. Listen, if Penn State's going to get Ohio State, this better be the year they get them. Uh, they got a guy at quarterback they really like. Ohio State's still trying to get it figured out. Uh, they're starting Kyle McCord. I think it's probably going to be uh, – Devin's going to be the guy before the year's over. Devin, the dude at quarterback for Ohio State, but we'll see. Uh, I think the second most likely team from the SEC, if they get two, I'm going to say it. I think it's LSU. And the reason why I think it's LSU is because you got a proven quarterback. you got two guys in the quarterback position that have – uh, face some live action. You got a lot of depth coming back. I think the Alabama team, though, Barry, is very, very deep. Uh, but they just have uh, they they have to figure it out at the quarterback position. It's not always easy to start right. over. Uh, it, right. it, at least Clemson, the guy that started at quarterback for Clemson, beat out DJ Ogulier last year. So uh, he, you know, he was starting by the end of the year. But I, I think that. You know, Florida State has done a lot of what the Tigers have been able to do over the last couple of years. They've gotten some recruits, but really used the uh, transfer portal. And listen, Jordan Travis is the best quarterback in, in uh, at Florida State since since Jameis, and even before that, like he's solid. So I I think that Florida State, an extra team out of the Big Ten, um, or you know, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. I think those are the most likely ones that could be on the outside looking in. And pretty much any of those teams that I'm saying on the outside looking in are, are the ones that really could use this 12-team format. Uh, because to TP's point, it, it's a team with two losses trying to find their way in. Uh, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how things fall. Because if, to me, the interesting thing is if Notre Dame and USC can go undefeated, Listen, Sam Howe, uh, not Sam Howe, but the kid from uh, Wake Forest. What's his name? Sammy, uh, uh, I have his name now. Uh, the the kid I that took over that. at quarterback that played at Wake Forest last year, he, uh, he, he takes the quarterback position for Notre Dame to a different level. If USC and Notre Dame could somehow both find a way to finish this season undefeated, uh, that's going to really mm-hmm. crowd that playoff picture uh, do they both get in? Uh, well, actually, they they have to play each other, right? They're on each other's schedule. They pretty much are every year. So, um, yeah, 
you know, that that could be a de facto playoff game. Um, That's a big game. Way. That's so, a big game for Notre Yeah. That, that Sam Hartman. Really Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, that's his name, yeah. So he's the kid that I, I think elevates that, that offense. Um, so we'll see. They only really have a couple of really, really tough games this season. So, uh, you, know, the, you know, we could be talking about the loser of that game being the team that would have benefited the most from a 12-team playoff. Because I look at Notre Dame's schedule, I don't, they're not beating Ohio State. That's one loss. They could lose to USC. One loss for oh, Notre Dame Ohio State is again pretty, this year? I didn't realize that. Yeah, you know, at home. But that one game is, is a killer for Notre Dame because they have to go undefeated at least to get a shot at the 14 playoff because they don't, like I said, they don't have that conference championship to, as their clout, as the, you know, on their resume. You know, they're, 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 I think the days of being independent, it is it's hurt Notre Dame more than it's helped them. It gives them their autonomy. They get their own money from NBC, but they don't get that extra game. They don't get that. And it, not only is it an extra game, it's a game against a marquee team that you can add to your resume. Like Florida State, if they lose to LSU, they somehow beat Clemson or lose to Clemson, but then they go to the championship game and beat Clemson again. That's a That's a game against a ranked team that they could put in their cap, right? Notre Dame is that. I will tell you this, though. If Notre Dame, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. Say they, say they beat USC. Say they only lose mm-hmm. by a last-second field goal to Ohio State. And then mm-hmm. let's say Ohio State runs the table, goes undefeated. I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. I, I think Michigan mm-hmm. is going to uh, start to kind of take over in this rivalry. But let's say Ohio okay. State runs the table, goes, goes undefeated wins the conference championship game. Uh, if Notre Dame has one close loss, uh, they could – they would for sure get in with 12. They would have to have some things break right to get in with four. But if they beat USC, who otherwise goes – you know, has one loss and they don't lose anybody else, um, and Ohio State looks really impressive and they barely beat – like I could see a scenario – but it would have to be one of those things, like if you remember 2007 when LSU played Ohio State for the national title, uh, they, lost mm-hmm. that, uh, they lost that game in overtime to McFadden in Arkansas and them. But then on the day they won the conference championship, they had like three or four things that needed to happen. Like a bunch of upsets and had to happen right. for it to just kind of fall in place. Right. That's the only way it could happen. Because you cannot play a conference championship game now, and even with one loss, get in. But it's much easier from from a major conference, to your point. Like Ohio State got in last year without having to play a a conference championship game. It's harder for Notre Dame. So that's why what they do against those two teams, the Ohio State and USC games, those, those come under the microscope for them. That's why they need to join this, either join the Big Ten or the ACC or, or get off the pot. And they still got to play Clemson the second to last game of the year, too. So it's not easy for Notre Dame. They, they got tough games. And if they win those games, you know, more power to them. But I, I think they're a year or two away. I love their coach. But, you know, I think, yeah, I, I really think Notre Dame is like a year or two away from really you know, making some, some moves in, in, you know, the championship picture. Um, and, serious, like, and real, real quick, oh, oh. they're already playing in the ACC in every other sport. 
They kind of got their exactly because the Big Ten wouldn't invite them years ago. Go ahead and join yeah. the ACC, Notre Dame. Uh, and listen, right now, as much of a money grab as it is, work with NBC. They're trying to give you money. Let them continue to cover your games, but maybe figure out a way to roll that in to make sure ACC can get some money so they can have longer money like the Big Ten and the SEC. But work that in and, and like, blend those, blend those things together to try to help the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's what you have to do because it ain't going to be long right. if they're not careful that you're going to see teams like Florida State, North Carolina, and other teams bowing out. So you better find a way to make it work and rescue the ship before it goes down. Yeah, I mean, I, NBC has the Big Ten right now, and because I, I think Penn State's first game is against West Virginia on, on, on NBC at night. Yeah, it's on Peacock. CBS, and, Peacock. And so, Big Ten next year's. CBS next year. Right, so the money is there. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They can get the money without being in a conference. But they need to be in a conference to get into the championship picture. Independent, it hasn't worked. It's not going to work anymore. It, it just, it's just not. You know what I mean? UConn is desperately looking to get into a conference, even though I'm not putting UConn on that level. But you can't survive as an independent. It's not going to work. So, serious. Talk to me. Um, who's the four you got in? Who's on? Who's the one mm-hmm. or two on the outside looking in? And like. Like I asked, like who do you think desperately needs that twelve team playoff? So my four and um, sheesh. I'm gonna go Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, and okay. those are the order. I think I think LSU is gonna be really really good this year, which means we're gonna have to hear this dude all year long, which is gonna make my skin crawl. But it is what it is. Um, I think if, you know, if they expand Penn State, Washington, Clemson, USC, even Texas, if you will, would definitely benefit from an extended um, playoff uh, format. Um, Again, as a Penn State fan, we always tend to drop uh, one or two games, depending upon how we're looking. But obviously, to to, to Ohio State and Michigan, um, everybody else is pretty much won through. Um, ultimately, I think the biggest thing with USC is I think USC is going to get clipped by potentially Washington again. Um, and so we'll see what happens there. I really like what LSU has put together. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to be the year where they kind of make their trip to, you know, get back to somewhat relevancy. Um, and the same thing for, um, again, Notre Dame is another team that you guys mentioned. Um, they looked really, really good this past week, but I, I definitely feel as though they need to, you know, join up with the conference like we've all been talking about. So it, it, it's time. It's time. But I'm looking forward to this, to this extended uh, playoff picture starting next year. Um, anytime we get more football, it's going to appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait for it because I feel like it, it's going to just make for some more interesting games, even though, like you said, TPA is going to be two lost teams. Um, you know, I feel like there's going to be – there's some good two lost teams that could benefit um, from just being in the mix, right, just being in that number. I, I feel like um, – I agree with you guys. I feel Georgia is the cream of the crop. I think – 
Michigan is is there, but I I, I feel I listen. I like LSU's chances because if they beat my Florida State Seminoles, right? They'll have. I think they'll be undefeated going into Alabama. Even if they win, they lose that game. They still have a. If they win that game, they are a clear shot to get into the SEC championship game. But I, I think if they get there undefeated, they even if they lose that game, I still feel like they're they they're in. Like you know what I mean? They're one loss team that probably would get in. So um, I like LSU's chances this year. Um, I, I think USC is a dark horse. Um, but I, I agree with you. I, they don't play enough defense for me, so I feel like they're outside looking in. Alabama, I don't know if they got it this year. I think they're a year. They got talent. But I think the quarterback is important. So, um, but uh, like I think Clemson is a team that needs it. Needs that 12 team. Um, Texas, I think you guys mentioned too. Um, Florida State, you know what I mean. Florida State and Penn State too. Like I think Florida State. Is on is probably on the outside looking in. They can run, they can make a run at it, but I think if they lose that LSU game, it's going to be really hard for them to get into the playoffs. So I I really don't see them getting into that playoff picture. But um, yeah, I I'm just so excited for the the season to get started. There's a lot of good scenarios, um, some some good teams. There's a lot of what ifs, like 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 your your Penn State Nittany Lions uh, series if they get quarterback play. I think they can play with Michigan and, and Ohio State, but I think that might be the reason that they, Michigan and Ohio State is the quarterback play because I think they got talent pretty much across the board. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun this year. I think the Big Ten, the Big Twelve is down. The Pac Ten, Pac Twelve, or whatever you want to call it. I, what is it? The Pac Three? The <laughs> Pac Three or Four? Um, More accurately said, yeah. I, I don't know who's left. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I don't know. Has anybody heard if the ACC is going to take um, Stanford and, and Cal? It's still kind of in discussion, but nothing has been extended. I know they've had some preliminary talks, but definitely nothing. Right. <clears throat> nothing. So it, as of right now, it is the Pac-4 uh, after this year okay. with Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Um, but to me, you still got to figure it out that whether you just completely disband. But right now, you still got a network. You still got, um, you know, lots of other sports and things to figure out. So I don't know if you bring other guys in, but to me, it's either going to be they end up going to the ACC because, like I said, when I think California, uh, the next stop that's really close behind is Atlantic Coast. Uh, but. Or you maybe you try to go maybe you try to go out and be the big dog. It's like the Mountain West or something, and see if you can beat up on the Boise States and things in the world uh, for a little while until things get figured out. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Uh, I'm I'm actually kind of curious to see how um, how Colorado does this year, just because you know Dion is just you know I, I feel like he's polarizing but he does an amazing job he, he's done a really good job so far rebuilding that that roster so we'll see if it pays off this year if it's a year or two away but uh, you know that's going to be an interesting storyline as well um anything and anybody TCU else with that and TCU lost a yeah, lot they did. let's not let, i mean they they lost the running back who got drafted the first three rounds they lost top pass rusher they lost their starting quarterback they lost a lot and let's not get confused TCU just a couple years 
barely bowl eligible or losing season. This is not a program that's like getting five-star guys each and every year. They're developing guys and doing a pretty good job. But this is not a top five or ten recruiting class every year. So, I, I mean, listen, don't, I don't know if it's as organized. So we'll see. they got to, you know, continue to, to build together. Uh, but there, you can make a strong case that there's more talent on the Colorado sideline in this game this weekend uh, than the TCU sideline. The question is which one plays more like a team. But I think 20 and a half is a lot of points uh, to be laying on right. TCU. Um, I would be very tempted to take Colorado plus the points this weekend in that game. Yeah, I, I would too. Um, it, it, I, I think they can get that game. I think Colorado can keep it close though. So that's going to be an interesting game. Um, they play Texas like the third to last game, and then they have Oklahoma. So, you know, they might be able to run the table until they get to Texas. But, yeah, they, they're, they're definitely they're, – they're missing a lot of players. Um, Tyler, any other storylines in college football you want to talk about as uh, the weekend kicks off? Not a lot of big games. But obviously, the LSU-Florida State game, everybody else has pretty much got soft schedule to, to open the season. But anything else you want to add to the, to the start of the college football season? Yeah, that's usually normally how all seasons start off. They start out with the cupcake games, and after the third week, that's when uh, conference play comes into play. Uh, Deion is facing 20 points. Good God almighty, they're going to get smashed, man. Um, I think they <laughs> might lose more than six games this year. I would say an 8-5, and five, but if they went from 1-11 and 11 last year, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if Vegas got y'all figured out, it's going to be interesting to see how he tried to make this thing work. But uh, 20 points out the gate already, this is interesting. Absolutely. I mean that that's a that's a uh, really crazy line. Uh, I think that? What, once they added the ninth game, there are some interesting games uh in the Big Ten. Like the Big Ten West, the other side of the Big Ten, I think is just gonna be a little bit unpredictable. Who knows who's gonna win? Uh but ne- you know, Nebraska, Minnesota uh play this weekend. Nebraska is another team that Colorado was playing early in the year. You know, Matt Rule taking over there. He did a good job at Baylor, yep. but the program got the program got worse uh, before it got better. And the last thing Nebraska fans want to hear about is possibly getting worse. You know, TP, you mm-hmm. and I talked about uh, that Nebraska program over and over and over again about how it doesn't have the same mystique as it did before. Uh, but there are some nope. conference games. Also, tomorrow night, I'm interested to see Florida going out to Utah. Billy Napier kind of under yep. the gun. I was going to say that they, too. They got. Yep. They got the Wisconsin transfer, Graham Ertz at quarterback. Florida's got a lot of good young skilled players, but this is a big year for Billy Napier because, remember, he was one of the guys that uh, was rumored and he really wanted the LSU job coming from Lafayette. But, uh, you know, the LSU athletic director was really hesitant on him because he wasn't as proven until Florida went and snatched him out. So him and Brian Kelly, those two guys will be compared for the next several years. Um, because of, of the way those hires uh, happened at the same time. But Utah's also looks like their quarterback and maybe a couple other pieces aren't going to be playing. Uh, you know, Florida pulled the upset last year with Anthony Richardson. This game is in the mountains, though, uh, in Salt Lake. So we'll see with the altitude and everything. But that's an interesting game uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, Florida's not going to be able to sneak up on Utah this time, so – uh, but it's a four and a half line, um, so that's a very interesting line. I'll probably I'll probably lay the points if I if I had to put money on it. 
Um, but you know, it's good. I, I I looked at that game tomorrow night. That's an interesting game. I got a draft to do, so I don't know. I'll probably have it on while I'm doing my draft. But um, serious. Any, anything you want to add? Um, going into week week one, uh, maybe your Nittany Lions. TP, you didn't talk about your Hurricanes, man. What's up with your Hurricanes, bro? I'm gonna I'm in a situation with the Hurricanes. To be honest, man, uh, Crystal Ball got to prove to me that he can do better than 500. Um, he had a lot of work to do out there in Oregon. Um, right now, we are underdogs in the uh, ACC. It's interesting money going on with them in Vegas, but I'm not. I'm not too sure on what they got. Restrepo is the only character that I feel like is strong enough. As much junk I was talking about with Tyler Van Dyne, uh, the, the season he had last year, he had to prove to me that he's NFL ready. He has to. So uh, there's a lot of stuff to be proven between the coaching. Uh, the guy that runs the ship with Tyler Van Dyke, and if we do have a receiver to make plays. Okay. We'll see what happens, man. Like, you know, I, listen, I'm not a Miami guy, you know, Florida State through and through. It's a it's a, it's a, a great rivalry, but, you know, football, college football is always better when the when the Florida teams are better, right? Miami, Florida State, and Florida. So, um, you know, definitely rooting for, for, the, for those teams to get to where they need to be. Because um, it's it, sometimes it feels like a two horse race, right? Georgia and, and Georgia, well, not even two horse. Georgia, Alabama, and then it's Michigan, Ohio State, and then everybody else. Like you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I want a little bit of parity out there. So, Chase, what do what do you got, man? Which what do you what do you like so far? Um, the first week, you know, you got you got Penn State against West Virginia. Um, you guys are laying about twenty, I think twenty and a half, something like that. So. Um, what do you what are you liking out there in uh, Penn State, and what's your outlook on Week One? You know, my outlook on Week One is actually pretty good. I think we're going to really uh, solidify some things. You know, we're playing West Virginia. Um, to be honest with you, gentlemen, um, I'm more focused on uh, the Week Week Four matchup versus Iowa. Um, that that mm-hmm. team always gives us fits. Uh, with that being said. Um, I like where, where we're going, to be honest with you. I, um, it looks like our quarterback is going to be Owlier. I mispronounced his name all the damn time. I need to learn how to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I, I, again, I, I like where we're at. I really like where we're at um, and where we're going with things. Um, I think I, I think somebody alluded to it a little bit ago. If, if this won't be the year uh, we clip Ohio State, we need to get it done. Um we beat Ohio State. I think we literally throw ourselves in the playoff contention. Um, the Big Ten, in my opinion, is a better conference um, than the SEC, but we'll, we'll have that argument a different day. But I, I, I love where we're going. Oh, um, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I said what I said. We'll talk about that another day. I'm going to have to come by to, to the, 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 the show tomorrow and have a conversation with you. But Drew, Al, Drew Allier is going to be our starting quarterback. Um, he came on strong last year, filled in for Sean Clipper and some of duty, has tremendous command of the offense, has a big arm, can run with the football. Um, and so I, I, I like where we're going. I like where we're going. Go ahead, retort. Go ahead. Who is the first time I really heard such a East Coast bias, Northeast Coast bias on this podcast? Somebody is drinking the Big Ten Kool-Aid for sure. Listen, I think there's some talented teams in that conference. Who is so, wait, wait, wait. Some, the don't, 
Don't get me wrong. Some talented teams in that conference. But let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back over the last. Wait, wait. Did I cut you off? Did I cut you off? Did I cut you off? Oh, time was key. Don't do that. 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 Hello, you cut me off. Don't do that. But I, I'm just telling you, man, like, listen, uh, the national championships speak for themselves. The team's in the semifinals. Okay, so you went down and you beat an Auburn team last year who was so good they fired their coach. Uh, nice win, but you didn't really beat one of the big dogs in the conference. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Penn State is legit this year. I, I want to see what they get out of their new quarterback. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I root for Penn State to knock off uh, Ohio State or Penn State. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope you guys do well, and I hope you get to test your medal uh, against the SEC uh, come come playoff time. So, I mean, we will see what happens. Listen, I think that sometimes there are people in the South that think the SEC is better than it is, but I also think that there are people in Big Ten country that think their conference is better than it is too. So what I will tell you is, at the end of the day, we judge success by winning championships, the titles, the representations in championship games, and in playoffs uh, over the last couple of decades speak for themselves. You got Ohio State who won the first playoff, and then you got Ohio State who won again in like 2000, and then what else do you have for the national championship uh, in this decade? One school. Uh, in, in the same amount of time, we have had multiple schools, almost half the conference, uh, bring home a championship uh, for our conference in college football. So, you know, you can have your opinion, I can have mine, and we can agree to disagree, but the Big Ten has some work to do to be better than the SEC. Now, maybe, maybe, and my last thing on it is, maybe by continuing to expand and going and getting USC and maybe in getting Oregon, and maybe in getting Washington, and maybe in getting uh, UCLA, and maybe by going to 20 teams or whatever you're going to go to and having to go cross-country from New York to L.A. um, I got a job, you know, 1,000 miles away, and I want to take it. uh, You know, so maybe by going across the country, maybe uh, you can one day solidify yourselves as the king of college football. Uh, but we've stayed in our region, and, and right now uh, the SEC is still on top. So come knock us off. Ohio State almost did it to Georgia uh, in the semis last year. Uh, props to the Big Ten. I think they get too much flag from people outside of Big Ten country, but not better than the SEC says. So let me get this straight. You have, no, two but... play- you have two players in the SEC, two teams in the SEC that are worth a damn. So. Maybe three. No, I give you three. I give you three. I ho 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 ho. I I I give you three. You know what I'm saying? You don't have Tennessee in there. You don't have Tennessee in there, No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on a second. No, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. So for all this little that you talked about about championships and second and third, you got two teams that are pretty much carrying the whole weight of the whole damn conference. Two. Georgia and Alabama. Let me wide your vision a little bit. I didn't cut you off, sir. I didn't, I, I didn't cut you off. I didn't cut you off. LSU's been there one time in the past 10 years. 
okay? So you got Alabama, who's won their championships. You got Georgia, who's won their championships. LSU has been a laughing stock up until the tag year. Tennessee has been a laughing stock up until two years ago. Come on, Missy with that whole nonsense, bro. Now, again, you get, you, you get cause cast to win the championship, and, it, it, and, and the thing is, if you're going to take the credit of teams that you don't represent just because they rep your conference, then wonderful, wonderful. But from top to bottom, from team to team, I take, uh, 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 I take the bottom half of my division, of my conference, I guess the bottom half of your conference, and, take, and, and, and the Big Ten will win that out. Ain't nobody negating what Georgia's done. My hat's off to him. Ain't nobody negating what Alabama's done. Hats off to him. But if you want to take the success of two teams to justify the some, the, the, the validity of your whole damn conference, eh, I, 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 I'm not teaching you that's the best conference. You, you, you got the best okay. okay, can I respond now? Yeah, go ahead. Do your In the last two decades, since 2003, LSU has won three national titles. How many teams have won more than three out of the Big Ten? I'll wait. Florida has won two more. Two national titles. Maybe three, actually. No, two national titles from Florida. Now you got Alabama. Now you got Georgia. So you have four teams in the last two decades that have won multiple titles. And then I also have a national title uh, from Auburn in there. So that that gives you at least five. Big Ten has one team that has raised the championship trophy in the last two decades. Your comments on Alabama and Georgia are accurate, but I'm thinking more big picture, not just in the last few years. Once again, at least five teams have won national years? titles. At least five teams have, in the last two decades, at least five teams have won national titles. And four of them have won multiple national titles. Since 2003, the Big Ten has had one team raise a banner and only one. So a, 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 a decade by Western's definition is, is described as 10 years, right? So you had to pull 20 years to justify your point? No, because even in this point. Okay, 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 okay. I don't got time for uh, I don't got time for goofiness today. Better move on. I ain't got time for craziness today. Well, because you're wrong. I mean, it's, it's, Your argument's it's, flawed. It's, the big, the big, the big a paper tiger. The big ten's a paper tiger. The big ten's a paper tiger. You rip a paper tiger. Uh, my team. Hey, wait, 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 when's the last? When's the last time? Wait, when's the last time? When's the last time Penn State made the playoffs? When's the last? Wait, you got a lot to talk about with a program that's never made the playoffs. With a program with fire coaches, with all the different, with all the different we things. You you're gonna throw shade at LSU? You gonna throw shade at LSU? Come on, Penn State, show me something in this generation. Neither has LSU. LSU hasn't made a playoff. Look at LSU this. had the but best year in college football just four years fight. ago. They've done a lot Food more than fight. Penn State in the playoff era. Somebody come look at this. What? What the food fight? Y'all not fighting over scraps. Yeah, none, but none of y'all mess with Florida State. 
know they care about Florida State. <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. I got to make y'all laugh. Oh. It's funny, man. There's Listen, one more than the last couple decades. They at least got a title. At least it got explosive like Dr. Dre, right? Explosive. That got explosive. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting I'll because I see, I, see, I see both sides of the, the story. Like, um, I, yeah. I agree with Sirius to a certain extent. Like, the SEC gets all of the accolades because the powerhouses get the credit. Like, the rest of that conference, they don't even look at. Like, look at Vanderbilt. What have they done in 70 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so – but the Big Ten, it, 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 that's a very interesting discussion. I love it. But um, SEC's going to win it because it, they got more powerhouses compared to the Big Ten. They do. Um, even though it, it's interesting, chip. like Ohio, Ohio State and Michigan can stand up with, like, a Alabama, LSU, uh, Georgia, but it depends on if the, the scene is set like that. So, it's very interesting, but you know, as of late, you know, SEC has been, you know, in the conversation more. Yeah, I feel like Ohio State's the only one that can play with probably Bama and Georgia. You know, they probably can't play with Georgia right now. Georgia's really far and away probably the they better just team. Did, they just did. Um, they they, yeah. they should have won that game. Who? Ohio State. Ohio State should have beaten Georgia in the semifinals. Yeah, it should have beaten. I'll give that. I'll, I'll give yeah, that. Yeah, no, you know, you're right. No, no, you're right. But, I'll call but this. I'll that, call that's, the, that's the only team, to me, that's the only team that can play with those two big dogs. I feel like Michigan is just not there yet. I feel like they're close, but they're just not there yet. I think that this might they be the year Ohio that State, they get. But not out of the conference. They can get, yeah, they can beat Ohio State, but they can't get in that. Excuse me. They can't get in that mix with them. Georgia and, and um, Georgia and, and Alabama, but I think you know top to bottom, you know what I mean. Like I think there's more. I think the, it's an interesting conversation. I feel like your point, TP, like the Vanderbilts of the world versus like maybe the Wisconsin's or you know probably even lower than that. You know what I mean? It, it, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, SEC is going to win that argument because they have Georgia and Alabama and they have chips, right? But you know, I think this year, I think their three can stand up with the SEC's three. I don't know if they're better, but I, I would definitely love to put those LSU, Alabama, Georgia versus Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, in a, you know, head-to-head and see, you know, who slugs it out. I think those three teams from each side is going to be a lot of fun. But I think Tennessee is a team that kind of gets slept on it right now. I think they're a lot better than people are, are going to give them credit for. So we'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting conversation. I just like to see the. Barry, can I get? I'm here for it. Can I get one more thing in there, real quick? Uh, real quick. I think that's what. Hey, let him finish. Like, let, why, why, why are you asking if they cut you off? You just cut, he was. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. The villain doesn't. See, the villain. The villain doesn't mind getting cut off. Everybody gets sensitive. I know. I don't care. I love, I, I love the banter. I love the banter. Go I love go the go back and forth. I'm here for it. Go ahead, go ahead, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, go ahead, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Go, Mike. Go. Don't get sensitive. I'm going to end the show. No, I'm just going to say with 12 teams, I think we're going to see a lot more heads up between just the first and second teams, like when we get to the 12-team playoff. And so I think that's going to add more to this to this discussion. And that's why I'm here for it. I'm, I really – I really feel like I wish this year we got a 12-team playoff. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me or not, 
I really feel like the four-team playoff is just like, ugh, let's just get it over with. Because I feel like the 12 team, even though that, that like TP's earlier point, that two-loss team may not be able to hang with like a Georgia or Ohio State, I still feel like it's it's just I, I just it's just more interesting to me. I, I feel like these teams, like I said, like a like a while back, I feel like the emphasis on winning a conference is important to get to that 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 top tier. And I don't know how they're doing it with a buy or something like that. I feel like being in the top ten is going to be very important to get into that twelve. So I, I'm just here for it. I, I really feel like it. You know, college football is finally growing up, you know what I mean, like, you know, let these kids get their money, get a 12-team playoff, because, I mean, I, I, I was watching, um, I, I love watching 30 for 30, and, and I, they, I was watching the one um, on the U, I think it was part two, and how, like, in the early 2000s, they got screwed out of a couple championship games because of that BCS, the voting, and the, um, the, the, the computer system with the points, like, we're, I'm, we're so past that, you know, Give me the 12 best teams, put them on the field, let them duke it out. You know what I'm saying? I just read something right now. You want to know what I just read? Do you think the Colts are doing the same treatment to Jonathan Taylor as the Steelers did Le'Veon Bell? Hmm. No. Why do you say no? No. For a couple reasons. First of all, Le'Veon Bell had a deal on the table. He decided to walk away from That's that. True. That's true. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, all, all he wants is a deal on the table. The Colts aren't giving him one. Right. The franchise tag. He's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I, but you know, I think Jonathan Taylor, and, and we can end the show on that. I think he's just being totally disrespected, TP. Um, I, I don't know how close Green Bay. Or Miami were to acquiring him, but like, how do you how do you try to get a trade done with him? Clearly, don't value him, or you would give him the contract. But you value him enough to say, I need a first round pick to to trade him away. So you think he's a, no running back is worth a first round pick? I'm sorry, it just it just doesn't happen. But you're not you're so you're valuing him on the level of a quarterback, starting quarterback that gets a first round pick, but then you don't value him enough to give him the money that he wants. Even the GM for the Colts said it's an unfortunate situation that's going on right now. Like I, I think it's a joke. Oh, it is a joke. It ain't no thing. It, this is a joke. And um, regardless if, if Le'Veon had a deal on the table or not, that dude should be playing football. That dude has too much talent to not be on the field. If a Jonathan Taylor to be sitting up here. And and they're up here telling them, oh well, you sit out for four weeks because you are physically unable to play. Go suck on a lemon. I hope your jaw lock up right now because I, <laughs> I have enough of it. <laughs> yeah. What did Dave say yesterday? I hope your food tastes bad. <laughs> oh, for three three weeks. No, Mike said, yeah, that. right. Dag, damn it. Oh, yeah, it was Mike. <laughs> It just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know how you value this guy, but you don't value him. Uh, and I feel like Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's going to get his money, but, you know, he's just going to wait, have to wait. And that is just an unfortunate situation. But, Mike, anything you want to chime in on that before we get out of here? I don't know if you're on mute, but. Um, no, I'm, I'm yeah, good. I, I, I just think, 
I just think it's disrespectful. I mean, the man, he leads the league in rushing, has a crazy year a couple years ago, a little bit down last year, but part of that was because you banked on a quarterback who didn't really have anything left in the tank. Uh, Don't tell me you're trying to win, and don't tell me you're trying to do right by your uh, rookie quarterback when you're not uh, allowing your best player to be on the field to help him. Uh, This is a joke. This organization ought to be ashamed of itself, Uh, and I, I just hate to see it because, to me, it makes me wonder, if this team is trying to do their own version uh, of of really just not caring right now and trying to throw things away, uh, who are you going to give the, the ball to at running back? I, it's so bad that whoever's going to line up and play running back may not be owned on uh, – will be owned on less than 5% of fantasy teams. You have nobody. You barely have anybody at the receiving position. And you're in a division that doesn't really have a lot of killers in it in a very winnable division to – uh, which could at least get you in the playoffs, and who knows what could happen then. I, I, I don't believe that they could be a legitimate Super Bowl contender with him, but I do believe that you could uh, have a chance to get some bonus money for your players and for your franchise by making the playoffs. You're in a very, very winnable division, probably the second-worst division uh, in football. Shame on Jim Irsay and everybody with the Indianapolis organization. Y'all need to stick to racing cars or you know, shooting on those basketball hoops that are nailed up to trees or something and get out of football. Yeah, it's a joke. I, I don't I don't understand it and I really don't. And I don't know how like I said, I don't know how close Green Bay or Miami were, but you can miss me with a first round pick. Miami were a first round. Even though Jonathan Taylor is supremely talented, that's just I I mean, that's quarterback status, man, like giving up first round picks. That first round picks are that's gold. You don't get you don't trade those lightly. So, um you know, for the, for the Colts to be like asking for a first round pick, demanding it, anything less is uncivilized. But you told him, you told Taylor to go seek a trade. You didn't go seek it out yourself like a coward. You asked him to go seek a trade, and then he's like, "No, I want a first round pick for this guy." You know what? Indianapolis. I, I have a friend that's a Colts fan. He's probably listening to the show. He he loves Ursay, but I told him like Ursay can kiss my kiss my grits, I guess you could say. I don't know how nicely to say it because the guy is, you know, he talks out the side of his mouth. Man. It's a joke, man. And, and, you know, that that organization hasn't been anything since, you know, Andrew Love said, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, playboy. So, miss you with that. I'm out. Let's get out of here. Mike, thank you so much for calling in. Give us a quick plug. Uh, you got your show tomorrow. Um, I got a draft to do, so I don't know if I'll be able to join in. I'll probably, maybe I'll be able to, to, to hijack the show, but give us a quick pause and get out of here. SportsCityChefs.com. Check us out. Blogs, websites, 9 p.m. Eastern throughout the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. NFL front office, Tuesday. Cars cookout Wednesday. Roundtable gumbo Thursday. TP and I on Sunday mornings for the time of Sunday morning brunch. 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, much love and respect to TP. Appreciate holding me accountable as well. Without him, wouldn't be here. Respect to the other chefs, too. Enjoy the banter. All love and respect, Sirius. Dylan, uh, respect to you, too, as well. But you guys are going to be tiger baiting about uh, four days, so I'm sure we'll be messaging throughout that. Check us out. Check out everything we do. Like and subscribe. Laissez-les. Bon temps roulez. Peace. I hope they play because they, there's that hurricane down there too, so it's gonna get a little dicey. But I mean, I'm, right, we're gonna right, be right, chopping right. that that tomahawk chop, baby. Serious. Thank you for calling in. Hope the drop went well. Give us a plug. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Man, shout out to everybody, man. It's your boy Sears up in that 412-703, man. Before I get out of here, prayers up uh, to those affected by this hurricane out there in the Florida area, man. I got a bunch of buddies of mine that's out in that area, so prayers up to them. I just shared this with you guys in the group thread, but Arizona needs to be investigated immediately. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on. Uh, according to what I'm reading, Steve Wilkes, the former NFL coach of the Arizona Cardinals, was instructed by his GM uh, and given a burner phone to communicate with, which is illegal, uh, according to NFL bylaws. So, um, again, TP hit the nail on the head. They're setting up coaches, man, um, and doing some real grimy stuff. So, Arizona needs to be investigated for that. Look at uh, college football is here. Shout out to my man Harvey. Love the banner. No hard feelings, man. It is what it is. That's what you suck. With that being said, I'm gone, man. I'll be good. Yeah, um, Arizona. Um, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Just, just give it a rest. Um, timeless, man. Always a pleasure doing the show with you, man. Listen, get to the website, sportscitychefs.com. I'm pretty sure I'll start cooking up something uh, over the Labor Day weekend. Maybe some, um, you know, maybe maybe I'll do what we talked about today. Some um, notable free agents that can get signed up. Who should be uh, on the lookout for them? Um, maybe some. Um, Late, late uh, waiver wire uh, pickups uh, for your fantasy team. We'll see what we got, but um, uh, get to the website. Shout out to PHI Apparel. Get to their uh, website. Use that promo code Chef. Get fifteen percent off that order. Um, Timeless. Nobody closes the show like Timeless does, so I always let him do it, even though I I host the show because Timeless is that dude. He's my man. Timeless, get us out of here, brother. I try, but as you know, he's the villain, so, like, he's the bad guy in the story. He's a Seminole. I'm a king, so he's the bad guy in my story. So it's like I always got to bring the good. I do as much as I can. He's a Giants fan. I'm a Lions fan. We've been crushing them the last couple of meetings. I got to do what I can. And now the Twins have been taking care of the Yankees, and the Yankees are, well, I mean, we could talk about the Yankees right now if you want me to. So the Yankees are actually on a winning streak right now. They're taking care of the Detroit Tigers. I need the Yankees to do this. So this is a blessing that the Yankees are actually winning right now. So so go go New York, go. I, I do the old Knicks tape stuff back in the day in the 90s, shameless plug, you know, or however they say that shameless stuff. I don't do that shameless stuff. But you know how we get down, Sports City, man. Family is family, man. Regardless if we, in, you know, good, bad, or indifferent through debates and all, we're going to go through this, man. It's heat in this kitchen. If you can't take it, y'all know what to do, man. Um, They got a show tomorrow. The gumbo will be moving around. Um, The brunch Sunday. Then you got – I really, you know, I'm an 80s baby, you know what I'm saying? But I grew up off of a classic that came out before the 80s, and it was a song called Tomorrow, Tomorrow is Only a Day Away, right? And the, tomorrow is a week away from the season starting. So I'm only like an hour and like two minutes away from tomorrow, and then I got a whole week to sweat this thing out to get to Kansas City, man. I, I really can't wait. I mean – I had Barry pull that out of me. He wanted me to talk about the Hurricanes. I, I, I didn't even want to talk about them because I don't, I don't feel that aura that I usually feel every year. So, I mean, Sports City, that's just me, man. I, I ain't going to hide from it. I got to take it as best as possible. But, you know, it, it's heat in the kitchen. Believe me, I know how to deal with all type of fire, saute, simmer, boil, broil, whatever you need. I'm the chef that's going to cook this thing up. So, on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend. It is the chefs again. And if they don't know. 
Now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh. 